This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. I'm Molly. And I'm Matthew. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we open a bunch of bags of cookies and eat them. And you can't have any. And this episode is about Milano's. Yeah, the Pepperidge Farm cookie, Milano. You may be familiar with it. How do Milano's rate, even before we get into memory lane, like where do Milano's fall on your pantheon of Pepperidge Farm cookies? What's your favorite Pepperidge Farm cookie? So right now, as an adult, the only one I really buy is a Milano. But as a kid... I thought I thought getting Pepperidge Farm cookies felt very special, much yes, much definitely. more special. And we'll talk more about this. Much more special than like getting a, a you know a thing of like soft batch cookies or right. whatever. But I remember, you know, how some of the Pepperidge Farm cookies are uh, larger, and so they come in like yes, um, like a square they come, bag kind yeah, of. Yeah, it's a shorter squatter yeah. bag. Uh, it's a squatter squatter bag. It's a squatter bag. It just bag. shows like, up there and just starts hanging oh, out in your kitchen. I think it's like a bag you carry when you are a squatter that just has like your, your most bare necessities in it. Well, yes, that too. Mm-hmm. Um, cookies. Cookies. So they had a particular type of cookie that came in that bag. It was called a Nantucket. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it was a crunchy chocolate chunk cookie. It With had nuts? Like, Maybe. No, I think it was the one without nuts. It had like these were big chunks of chocolate. And I think this was early in the era of like putting chunks of chocolate. Yes. Yeah, those were good. And so even though they were crunchy, there was something about the way the chocolate like melted Mm -hmm. in your mouth. They were really good. Yeah. So I think as a kid, I would have been torn between the Milano the Nantucket, and then there was also, is it the Geneva that was open-faced with chocolate and then with chopped up nuts on top? Yes, I know which one you mean. Was it the Geneva? I th- maybe. It definitely was in the European collection. Yeah. Okay, what about you? So, I think my favorite is the Brussels, mm. which is the one that's like a, like a thin sandwich cookie, kind of, like a, a layer of chocolate in the middle and like a, a nubbly. Are you describing a Milano? No, it's round. <laughs> Okay. It's circular. <laughs> okay. And it's and the and the texture of the cookie is like is like crispy and caramelly and nubbly kind of. Oh, that sounds really good. It's good. All right. This is Why gonna be Why are those not huge? I, I don't know. It's a good question. I think the Brussels is overall a better cookie than the Milano. It doesn't look as good is one thing, I okay. guess. It's more okay. it looks like more of like a cookie you dropped. Um <laughs> 
<laughs> but maybe this isn't the Milano episode. Maybe this is the Brussels. It also it only comes in one flavor. Whereas I bought five flavors of Milanos, and I could have. I didn't have to you stop know, there. Today we're focusing on the Milano, but I think that the message that you and I are are receiving from the universe today is that right. we need to do a broader Pepperidge Farm cookie yes. thing that ex- now, that excludes Milanos. <laughs> <laughs> yes, with extreme prejudice. Mm-hmm. You love saying extreme prejudice. I do. It's my it favorite shows thing up to in say. every episode. I think maybe it does. Yeah. Okay. Um so oh yeah, so uh, memory lane, I definitely I definitely ate these as a kid along with other Pepperidge Farm cookies and yeah, they seemed special cuz they were like fancier and probably more expensive than than like an Oreo or a Chips Ahoy. And they came in you know the Danish butter cookies that come in a tin Sure. and they come in little like uh m- muffin papers. Yes. Yeah. Which these, these do too, right? These also come right? in muffin yeah. papers. And there was something really special about that, that they weren't just like all jumbled up in the bag. That is true. If you opened a bag of Milano's and they were just like <laughs> tossed in there haphazardly, I would feel so weird. Well, they for one thing, it's amazing the work that the muffin paper does to keep them like yeah. looking good. Right. And like even the ones at the bottom of the bag are like quite undamaged. By the way, I I hope the Milano bag is fairly waterproof because I was coming home from Safeway last night and it was very rainy. Yeah. And uh, and I just had like your basic sh- canvas shopping bag and they, they were all splotched with water when I got home. Let's talk about my childhood. Oh, please. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, I, I, I talked a second ago about actually I already talked about my childhood, but now I want to talk about my, my <laughs> young adulthood. I want to talk about my memory lane now. So I hadn't thought about Pepperidge Farm cookies in a long time, and I don't tend to buy many packaged cookies because I like baking a lot. Mm-hmm. And so I tend to have like baked goods at home at I, any given yeah, time. Okay. So it had been a long time since I bought packaged cookies, but I was away um, on Whidbey Island writing last winter, Matthew. It's one of our local islands. This was last January, so over a year ago. And I think that I was at the grocery store there, and I think I might have sent you a photograph of the Pepperidge Farm cookie shelf in the Star Market in Langley, Washington. Maybe and you I, did. I asked you which one I should oh. get, and you said double dark chocolate Milano. Oh, wow. Me, I, past me is smart. I needed something. I needed, so, you know, at night after, like, writing all day, and I was really struggling, I also tend to not sleep when I'm writing a lot, it's hard for me to sleep. And so I was dealing with some real insomnia, which then heads into depression for me really fast. So I'm alone out in this house on an island. And I was like, Matthew, I need some cookies. Yeah, yeah. And so you told me to get the double dark chocolate Milano. And it started a whole new relationship for me. Oh, that's great. With Pepperidge Farm Milano's. And so now... Well, so I went back to that same house on Whitby two more times, and each time I bought double dark chocolate Milano's. Mm-hmm. It was like my thing that I would eat at night after dinner, and and I now tend to buy them maybe like every third time I'm at the grocery store. That sounds great. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I've had a real, a real coming home to Pepperidge Farm Milano cookies. Yeah, that double dark chocolate is definitely one of my favorites. We also got another of my favorites and we'll we'll see how it goes, how I feel after after the tasting here. You know how I gave you a uh, at your request a cookbook for your birthday with yes. uh, some of some of my favorite recipes. Yes. Uh, and what what I want what, what I want for my birthday is just like a list from you of like all of the things I've done for you. Oh god, there's so many, Matthew. <laughs> Hold on. I'm going to start it 
after the episode today because oh, okay, there are I was just thinking just now as you were making me tea in your kitchen before this episode started I was like Matthew gives me so much this will be this will be nice like like uh you know all kidding aside although you can put stupid like like dumb jokes oh yeah I'll, I'll put dumb jokes in there too don't but worry. uh like and I'll, I'll do one for you also it's fine you don't have to do one for me because I feel like in our relationship, you are—I think of you as a uniquely generous person. I don't think that's true at all. You are wrong. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Um, back to cookies. Okay, cookies. you did some research here. Cookies. I did. I did. These are like European styles, so you have to pronounce it cookies. There's an umlaut. Oh, okay. Anyway, so um, so <laughs> you know how in the New Yorker. They when they when they were oh, like cooperate co- coordinated yeah, yeah. or whatever. Like what if that you did that on cookies and it was and it was like cookies. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so metal. anyway, these are made by Pepperidge Farm. Obviously, uh, they're part of their series of quote unquote European cookies, and I, I like that this showed up in quotes on Wikipedia because I don't think any of these cookies are are actual European cookies. You don't you don't think the Milano like actually comes from Milan from centuries ago? I don't think so. Do you know when these are from like when these were introduced? Oh, I don't. God, I should have looked that up. I learned something really surprising recently. Um you know our uh, our favorite donut at Mr. Donut in Japan, the Pondering donut yeah. that you break apart into little balls and they got a great chewy texture. That donut was introduced in 2003. Really? Yes, and Mr. Donut has been in Japan for like 50 years. Wow. So I, wow. that's like a new donut. Wow, it's a new classic. It's a new classic. All right, so anyway, for those who don't know, a Milano consists of two... I struggled with how to describe the texture of these cookies. They are they are um, crumbly. They're a kind of shortbready in texture, but not as rich as shortbread. I wouldn't call them a butter cookie. I'd call them a vanilla cookie. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. Two like um, oval shaped crispy cookies uh, with a thin layer of chocolate in the middle. At least that is the original. Um, and apparently, it's the descendant of a different Pepperidge Farm cookie, the Naples, I which saw was you a wrote that. single vanilla wafer cookie with dark chocolate on top. Oh, like an open faced Milano. Yeah, I don't know if it still exists. I think I so. It sounds okay, really wait, good because so- I would put the chocolate face down on my tongue what's the one that is that is just like a kind of a short square rectangular shortbread wafer is that bordeaux i don't know but uh, we're gonna do a whole show so okay. we'll find out because i think at one point they made a chocolate topped version of that which yeah. i thought was a very good that's cookie. like a, a petit lou cookie yeah it's like a petit de collier except the chocolate layer is much thinner on the on the pepperidge farm oh okay okay Anyway, so the Milano is trademarked, you may have noticed, and apparently they have uh, filed lawsuits against imitators. Oh. So look out, people. Anyway, so... So not just the word, but but the form of the cookie itself. I, I think, think so. Yeah. yeah. So these have been... So here's the thing. Like, Pepperidge Farm has marketed itself as a, uh, a like a premium cookie, right? Like, better than oh, your, yeah. your Keebler or your whatever. Better than your Keebler. Well, so... So the the ad wizards at Pepperidge Farm, um, they decided mm. to market this as an everyday indulgence food. And here is a, a really irritating quote from a, a Pepperidge Farm marketing person. We wanted consumers to think of Milano more often. 
So our aim was to associate the cookie with something women might do on a regular basis. I think they should have called it like the menstruation cookie. Right. That's a thing. That's a thing many women do on a regular basis. The objective, hold on, this is the rest of the quote. The objective was not just to reach the target audience, women aged 35 plus, but to reach them at times when a Milano cookie would be the perfect indulgence. Now, I feel targeted. I feel like I bought this hook, line, and sinker. I think you did when but, I was on Whidbey Island. Okay, but but did did you did it say like what what are the activities that they wanted to try and associate the cookie with other than menstruation? Mm, probably pedicures. Pet probably pedicures. They're toe shaped cookies. That's <laughs> true. They are very large toes. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. If you stepped on a toe and spread it out. Under your weight. Ugh. Like if you stepped <laughs> on your own toe? Or no, somebody else's toe. Don't do that. That's mean. Oh, God, Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> what are other things that, that, that other Pepperidge Farm thing? marketing execs think women do all the time? Oh, um, well, I, I guess like shop for cookies. Yeah. Um, Anyways, it really bothers me somehow that... That they got you? That they got me. Yeah. Do you remember the ad from the late 90s? When a mom finally gets a moment of peace to eat her Milano's, but she discovers that someone has raided her hidden stash. I don't remember that ad. Should we watch it now? No, it's fine. Okay. I think I know what it is. Are there any foods you hide from your family? Do people do this? I think people do do this. I think, I mean, I'm sure some people do. I don't, but there are foods that I hope my family doesn't get to before I do, but I don't want to, like, lay down an edict, you know? Yeah. Like... But but like if I if 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 as recently I did if I buy a Trader Joe's thirty percent whole hazelnut mm. milk chocolate bar I want my family to, to get enjoy some, it. to enjoy some squares of that chocolate bar I kind of want to make sure I get the last square though yeah yeah I agree I feel that okay so wait, maybe hold I on. should hide the last square. Except then I would be hiding the first square, but then it would become the last square. Well, and then the other thing is you have to eat it when your family is out, because what are you going to do? Like reach up onto the top of your cabinet and pull it down and be like, ha ha. That's right. Yeah, like I, there's this whole, this whole like morality play kind of unfolding in my mind where we're like, uh, you know, they, they go into the, into the root cellar and there's the, uh, the bar with one square missing from it and, uh, and conclude, oh, Matthew like ate a square of this and left some and left some for us. Like it gets eaten over the next few days. And then like a a couple days later, I pull out this square that I've had in hiding <laughs> and just eat it very ostentatiously. Mm-hmm. This episode is brought to you by Town Place Suites by Marriott. Whether you're traveling for work, need a place to stay while your home is being remodeled, or maybe you're just enjoying a relaxing week away, well, Town Place Suites by Marriott has all the comforts of home. Yeah, so they've got a full kitchen. Uh, they've got, you can borrow appliances. Like if you want a blender or a slow cooker while you're traveling, you can borrow it. No charge. <laughs> uh-huh. So like you could invite your friends or your coworkers over for like a post-meeting drink. You can bring your pet. Totally you... allowed. Oh, I love this. And... Oh, I see. They even have special pet items you yep. can use. And they have the built-in alpha closet system. Nothing makes me happier <laughs> when I am traveling and I have like a place to put away my clothes. Mm-hmm. Molly has seen what happens when I don't have a place to put away my clothes. Nobody wants to see nobody, that. Nobody. Yeah. So like a whole closet system where I can really like unpack for reals. I am down. Well, this is made for you then. And this is Town Place Suites by Marriott. Town Place Suites by Marriott has all the amenities you need to feel at home during your stay. Find the comforts of home at Town Place Suites. Go there with Marriott Bonvoy.
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Matthew, you and I just shared a milk chocolate Milano, which I think was a waste of chewing. It's not. It was not very good. good. No, it, that surprises me. It was really not very good. Also, it's been so long since I've had anything but the double dark chocolate. I was very surprised by how little chocolate there was. I'm so used to the double dark chocolate. Well, I mean, it's like it's it's really like a quarter of the chocolate because it's milk chocolate, and so half of it is milk. Yeah, and it's half as thick. Yeah. Okay, hold on. So wh- why have they persisted in making these bags this way? I they don't are impossible know. to open. Maybe they think that uh, women over 35 are really good at opening bags, which probably, on average, they are. Mm. No, I love these. When you bite, yeah. I love when mm-hmm. you bite through mm-hmm. the cookie and then you hit the like hard chocolate. Yep. And then it yields and then it melts on your tongue. This is a great cookie. Yeah, that that's what's wrong with the milk chocolate. It's it's that the the chocolate layer is so thin you just bite right through it and it doesn't mm-hmm. have any resistance. Mm-hmm. Join the resistance. Mm. This is a great cookie. Mm, yeah. But now I really do want to try the Brussels. Hold on. What what else do you have? I could run to the store and get Brussels. No. I could run to Brussels. Then we miss out on doing a whole other episode. You're right. Okay. Hold on. So Milano's. Yeah, Milano's. There's, there's more over there. Yes. Um, which one should we do next? We, we didn't really talk about how we were going to cheese plate these. Okay. So the remaining flavors, we've had milk chocolate. We've had double dark chocolate. Uh, the other ones I bought were raspberry chocolate, mint chocolate, and coconut chocolate. Mm, I think we do mint next. Okay. Can I tell you about some of the other flavors I learned about? Please do. Yeah, I was hoping I would find some wackier flavors, and, and I didn't. Here's what's confusing to me. So uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to list off these. Do they all also involve chocolate? Are there any Milanos that are just sandwich cookies that have no chocolate that just have mm. something else? Because this is confusing to me. Mm. Like, so toasted marshmallow is one of the flavors. I'm going to say like I, a think, s'more. I think they all do have chocolate. Okay, then there's salted caramel, banana. Mm. Now that's chocolate seems, banana sounds good, but not banana flavor. No, no. Like I, I'm skeptical of the raspberry one because I don't know how they're going to get the fruit flavoring into a dry cookie in a way that's satisfying. Oh. I think that there's raspberry jam in there uh, in, but, in the un, between the cookies. But but like raspberry jam that's been sitting in a bag for months. Yeah. Mmm. That's a good cookie. This is mint. Mmm. Texture wise, it is not as good as the double dark chocolate. If they made mm-hmm. a double dark chocolate mint, that would be the best one. Mmm. Mmm. This is really good though. It mm-hmm. pushes the um, grasshopper buttons with a. Um, uh, a smoother cookie texture. Love pushing the grasshopper buttons. <laughs> Don't okay. know what that means. Wait, here's some other flavors. Okay. Lemon. I think that seems like a really bad idea. A- unless unless it didn't have chocolate, and then it might be great. Okay. Um, and then they have seasonal flavors, like candy cane. I've seen that one. Key lime. Have not seen. What season is that? Uh, maybe winter. Okay. Well, because isn't that when there would be key limes growing in Florida? I think so. Uh, and pumpkin spice. But uh, like key lime and chocolate. Like I know people get into citrus and chocolate, but. So I've got a Milano this here. Is not what, that's the raspberry one. That's not what I expected. 
Oh, you expect me to go coconut next? No, I expected it to have raspberry jam. I don't see how it could how it would be raspberry jam without like drying up. Well, but Matthew, think about like the inside of a pop tart. Okay, you're right, but that's completely enclosed. Hmm, it's okay. Hmm. At first, I I thought this is bad. You know, it tastes like you dunked a Milano in raspberry yogurt. It does, and it tastes like raspberry yogurt. That's weird. And raspberry yogurt is good, so I kind of like this. It's not Mm. one of my favorites, but it's it's weird. I'm like, what? What? That's an interesting way to go about it, though, to make like a a layer of dried raspberry yogurt uh, paste. I I don't like that. I don't like that. Nope. Um. Was there? Huh. The more the the more of these that we eat, the more I'm like, what's the point? It seems like things have gone too far. <laughs> and this this is symbolic of, of how society has gone off the rails? Yes, yes. I watched Joker recently, and I'm still recovering. <laughs> um, this is so copper tony. Oh. Oh. Oh, it gets better. Oh, it gets better. It does get better. It gets That's better. weird. Mm. So. Oh. The coconut hits you up front with a real coconut oil like like mm-hmm. coconut extract punch mm-hmm. and then, then the chocolate like a macaroon comes flavor. in and, yeah then it gets macaroony mm-hmm. a few minutes with macaroony hmm. i'm cranky that's my impression of andy rooney oh okay like <laughs> i was gonna say like they they don't have a show that just has a segment by by an old man ranting at the end anymore but that's kind of like every oh, Was he 60 minutes? He was 60 minutes, yeah. Is is that show still on? 60 minutes is still on but Andy Rooney died a long time ago. Oh, so now do they have anybody doing a cranky opinion I, thing at the end? I haven't watched 60 minutes since probably 1987. But I'm going to say I don't think so. But but there are whole shows where like a ranting old man is the whole point of the show. Yeah, Rush Limbaugh. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And you can win the Presidential Medal of Freedom for it. Yes, that's true. Cool. Oh God, I'm sorry, Matthew. This administration has been terrible for podcasting. <laughs> but what about Among Pod other Save things. America? What about um, other pod political podcasts that I don't listen to? I need to listen to Pod Save America. I've never listened to it. They're not they're not paying for this non-ad, by the way. <laughs> That's true. Were there cookies like like uh you know, shelf stable cookies that you didn't like as a kid, or were, or was any cookie a good cookie? Mm. I have never liked Chips Ahoy. That's why I asked. I was Chips Ahoy was the first thing I thought of. I uh, so Chips Ahoy is strange because it has a uniquely Chips Ahoy flavor. It yep. doesn't taste like a chocolate chip cookie. And I did not like it as a kid. But then when I was a teenager, I kind of came around to liking it for what it was. I think at that time they were making mini ones, Mm -hmm. too. And you could buy like a whole bag of them. Oh, you're thinking of cookie crisp cereal. No, no, that's different. (laughs) No, there were like it was some kind of um, I feel like it came in a box like Teddy Grahams did or something. Oh, yeah, I think you're right. And I liked that. Did you like Teddy Grahams? We, we, we I ate liked, Teddy Grahams I on the show Teddy once, Grahams, I think. Teddy Grahams, yeah. Is it true, I seem to remember this coming up recently, not on our show, that the the mascot of Cookie Crisps started out as a burglar and then later became a wizard? 
That seems like a natural trajectory. I don't I don't know if like if we're supposed to believe that the burglar himself became a wizard or if like just got swapped out for a new character. There used to be a lot of burglars in advertising. Yes, like like the um the Trix Rabbit. Was that a burglar? Um no, he just was a trickster. <laughs> Silly rabbit, tricks are for kids. Wait, so so but someone's no, always trying hamburglar. to steal my oh, the hamburger, of course. They're all they're always after me lucky charms. Is that was that was it burglars who were after the lucky charms? <laughs> <laughs> what did Toucan Sam do? Was Tony the Tiger had stripes? Was he a burglar? <laughs> Have there been many new cereals like other <laughs> other than health food cereals? Or have there been many new cereals like oh. and and are they still using animal mascots or like, you know, mythical creatures like leprechauns and epitodes? That's There's a good probably question. probably a jackalope cereal. <laughs> it's very crunchy. It's just it's got the real texture of antlers. <laughs> um there are there are new like like, you know, they'll do like limited edition Star Wars cereal and I always But isn't uh, that usually like some version of Captain Crunch or something. I think, it's, I think it's usually yeah, or or like some version of Lucky Charms because it has marshmallows shaped like Star Wars droids or something. Mm-hmm. Um, have there been any new hit cereals? In, in, I think that our listeners could tell us. I think so, but that, wow, that's a really good question. Facebook.com slash spilled milk podcast. Let us know. Yeah. Um, Okay, anything, so so when we do our, our Pepperidge Farm omnibus episode where Milano's <laughs> will be excluded mm-hmm. um, under no, no uncertain terms, mm-hmm. no Milano's, mm-hmm. I'm going to pull out, when we do that episode, I'm going to pull out a bag of Milano's and it's going to be so transgressive. Um, okay, so we're going to have Brussels, we're going to have possibly Bordeaux, if that's the thing I'm thinking of. Oh, that's I just still touched my foot. your foot again. Um, <laughs> Nantuckets. Nantuckets, and, and maybe some other ones in like the American small town so wait, series. So wait, is the, are the short squatty ones, are those the American cookies? They are, because, yeah, because Oh, so the European Sausalito, ones get to be all tall and lanky. Yeah, and the, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't design the packaging. Yeah. It seems it seems like you're trying to hold me responsible for this somehow. Uh, yeah, I remember Sausalito and Nantucket. I don't remember any of the others. Maybe uh, Fort Collins. Probably. <laughs> that was a mountain shaped cookie. It was a mountain shaped cookie. Mm-hmm. That a would macaroon. be good. Yeah, a macaroon. Um, Which Milano has attempted to make here, but I did not go. I still taste it in my mouth, and I don't like it. But you, I guess wait, you think you think it's, this was deliberately macaroon inspired? I think that a coconut and chocolate yeah. is often echoing a macaroon. When I was a kid, chocolate dip macaroons were a cookie that my mom would make, and that was a real special treat. I love chocolate dipped macaroons, yeah, and I great. haven't made them in ages. No, me neither. Like that was a real '90s, '80s cookie. I feel like I got really into it in the late '90s, early yeah. 2000s. I got into it through eating the giant chocolate dipped macaroons at Max's in the Bay oh, Area. Nice. Did you, when you have made them, did you temper the chocolate? Absolutely not. No, I think I tempered chocolate once. I've never tempered chocolate. Okay, you're well. I, I'm, I'm ahead super- by one. <laughs> But no, but you're you're the cool one because like I'm too cool to temper. You're too chocolate. cool to temper. I just let the chocolate cool on its own in my cool presence, mm-hmm. and then than... it gets all like like white and powdery on the outside in that a never cool happened. way. Well, I would I would make a ganache from it, so oh, it wouldn't. Of course, you do would make the a ganache. Thing. Did I tell you when we were on our way back from Japan? 
um, I stopped at the airport gift shop, and they have this uh, this thing that I've seen, but I, and maybe I think once bought as a gift, but I've never bought for myself, and it's like totally gift package, so it feels super indulgent to buy it for yourself, and it's called uh, Royce Namachoko, and it's uh, which means fresh chocolate, and uh, and I'm like, what does that even mean? But I want to find out. Wait, Nama like like draft beer? Yeah, like like fresh. Oh, so when I was ordering Nama, I was just ordering fresh. Yeah. Um, and so, and so I bought it and, uh, and, uh, we all, the Amsterdam Burton's all gathered around and opened the box. And what it is, is genius. It is a big square of ganache that's been cut into like 25 little squares, mm-hmm. maybe 16 little squares. Mm-hmm. And so you're just eating like squares of ganache, which is all that I ever wanted out of life is, is to just have permission to just eat ganache in the airport. <laughs> it, it was so good. It was very expensive. It was like eight dollars for sixteen little little nibbles. Wow! But I recommend it without reservations. I like it when you say little nibbles. Yeah. yeah. Like I, it could be a past. I know we talked about this on last week's episode, but like that could be a past hors d'oeuvre. Like if I had walked around the airport with little like, nibbles with like toothpicks sticking out of it, yeah, like little nibbles, everybody. <laughs> I would have been arrested. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, you can find us at spilledmilkpodcast.com and uh, facebook.com slash spilledmilkpodcast where we want to hear about what, uh, what if, if your town was a cookie, what kind of cookie would it be? <laughs> <laughs> okay. What would Seattle be? I I don't know. It'd be like, like, like trail mix smushed into a cookie shape. I yeah, think. I think you're right. Okay. All right. Um, our producer is Abby Circatella. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at Spilled Milk Podcast. Please uh, rate and review the show wherever you get it. And until next time, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk. It's a me, Sausalito. <laughs> what? <laughs> I no. was thinking of like we're your everyday indulgence. Yeah, we're we're your everyday indulgence. <laughs> Women over thirty-five tune in once a week. <laughs> That's essentially correct. All right. I'm Molly Weisenberg. (laughs) And I'm Matthew Amster Burton. Let's Milano. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.